Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. There aren't many places in the world that are creepier than an abandoned hospital, and the Linda Vista Hospital in Los Angeles, California, goes a long way to reinforcing that story. The hospital opened in 1904 and was used as a psychiatric hospital as well as a normal hospital. Before it was closed in 1991, It saw a steady increase in patients due to an increase in violent gang-related crime in the surrounding Boyle Heights area. Rumours of patient abuse and neglect circulated after its closure, which were soon replaced with ghost stories. People claim to have witnessed the ghosts of past workers and patients still roaming the halls there. Many of the ghost stories focus on room 323, where it is believed a very angry and mentally unwell patient was kept, and also the boiler room, where bodies of unidentified patients were cremated. Although the building was remodelled in 2011 and now serves as apartments for seniors, the ghost stories still persist. Hi, my name's Renata. And I'm Anne, and welcome to this week's episode of The True Hauntings Podcast. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Welcome in. Hi, Renata. How are you coping looking at me right now? Oh, just super. Just super. I have a delightful picture of you sitting there with two bits of toilet paper up each nostril. Toilet paper is tissue paper. Tissue paper. Thank you. I've got my first class lifestyle happening. Yes, this is tissue. I yeah. forget what they call it in America. It's just something different in America. But it's, um, yes, I I have hay fever and it seems that I have an allergy to the bats that they've put in the walls because we've just had some renovations done in the hallways. And um, I was doing great guns. Oh, I, I still feel really good. But I started to sneeze again at 3 a.m. in the morning. I had to go and sleep out in the lounge because I would not stop sneezing. And the only thing that stops it is me sticking tissues up my nose. Well, this is going to be interesting if those bats stay there. Well, I think I'm just going to wait for that smell to to die down because it's it's very fresh and the, the stench of them is quite strong. You can smell it in the hallway, can't you? Yeah. When you walk in. What are the bats made of? I don't know. Probably asbestos. (laughs) (laughs) We actually did have some asbestos removal from the house as well. Mm -hmm. All done legally and properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So 
Hopefully it's not that. <laughs> no, but it's it seems to have really kicked off since they started putting the bats in. It was probably about five days ago, and I, I had a respite. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was like a normal day, and it was fabulous, and then 3 a.m. in the morning we caught up. Now, for those people who aren't quite sure what you mean when you're saying you're putting bats. <laughs> <laughs> bats. Uh, Vampire in, bats. <laughs> you, you may want to explain what that is. Insulation um, pa- uh, wadding, padding That's that goes inside the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Which we call them bats here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it could be a little we have bit. pink bats and yellow bats. <laughs> it could be a bit weird. Anyone listening and going, why are they putting bats in their walls? Yeah. What, what? What? Yes, the English language is a pain in the proverbial because we have one word that will mean several different things and you get very confused what what is going on. So, uh, mm. yeah, welcome to our language. <laughs> So, how's your baby? How's your grandbaby going, Baba's Renata? fine. Um, we How have, old now? Oh, a week and a half or something. Yep. Something ridiculous. He was born when we were in Norfolk Island and mm. we've been back for at least two weeks. Okay, well, two and a bit weeks then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, have you decided on your name yet? No. I think it'll be Grandma and Granddad. I think uh, so. Grandma and Granddad. Oh, I, I, I think. Like. So, uh, Rx picked his name? No, he hasn't either. Oh, no. You're both hopeless. We were all over that before the baby was even born. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a huge priority at this stage. He can't yeah. talk yet. Oh, no. So, you know. This patterning starts young. Mm, but he is gorgeous. And I, I do I do get um, to kiss his cheeks. Oh, don't pinch him yet. Uh, and we have fantastic news. We survived the long weekend. We did. We got through three tours in how many hours was it? It was probably 24 hours mm, because yes. we started at 8 p. Uh, no, 9, 9 p.m. on the Friday night. I've, I've still got bruising, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah no, we started at 9 p.m. on the, the Friday night and we wrapped up. Oh, it would have been almost 26 hours uh, at 10.30 on the, mm. the Saturday night. Mm. And in that time, we did three tours and one of them was an all-nighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I managed to fall over three times. You did. You were doing a great job. I, I was. was. We were all getting, falling over everything. We were getting ready to get you a walker. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. I don't know what was going on. I think it's called exhaustion. We, we can't do that to ourselves again. That was that was very full on. But we we very proudly and successfully ran the three tours. Yes. And it was a great night. It was a lot of fun. And thanks to all those people who bought the yummy, delicious food to share. Boy, that was good. Mm. Yes, we I even did. got my scones. Thanks, mm. Brooke. Fabulous. Our, our team is amazing when it comes to these. Uh, I don't know why they like these all-nighters as much as they do. They love them. Yeah, I do. I really enjoy them. But shall we get on with the show? Absolutely. Carl, June 4th, 2018. This place is haunted. I worked on a film and we were one of the last productions to work in the Linda Vista. It was September of 2012. The funny part is, people on the crew were swearing this place is haunted, and I was like, (laughs) one crew member claimed that in another production, she had photos of orbs in the basement. And another guy who had worked on A Nightmare on Elm Street, the one that was filmed there, obviously, said that there was a scene where a woman puts her hand in a container full of needles. Of course, the needles were plastic, but when she pulled her hand out... There was a legit metal needle stuck in her hand. That was weird to hear, but my experience, the place was amazing. I like weird places, and this place had it. From the huge mental hospital sign to the hospital records, still stacked in random rooms to the creepy dentist chair in the basement. There's one floor that was supposedly the most haunted. Unfortunately, that was the one floor that was locked. We filmed there for one day. I ventured off alone and put a hot brick, a 
walkie-talkie battery in the stairway door of each floor I went on, just to make sure I wouldn't lock myself in. I spent maybe 20 minutes on all the floors, mainly hurrying through. Being alone, it was weird. Room after room of empty rooms, and knowing they were once full of patients. So after returning to the ground floor, I noticed what looked like rust on my hand. I tried rubbing it off and it didn't budge. It appeared I had black and blue marks and no joke, it was where fingers would have been had someone held my hand. I took a photo of my hand with my phone. I still have the photo saved on my computer and the bruising didn't show in the photo. I always wondered if someone with editing software could somehow get the bruises to show. They took a few days to fade. The funny thing is, the main actress, who a lot of the crew disliked, walked by when I was taking a photo of my hand and she says to me, almost disgusted, Why are you taking a picture of your hand? I told no one for a few years. I was in denial. I get chills thinking about it. I wonder whom it was was holding my hand. And that soundscape today actually came from hauntedplaces.org and uh, it's where people leave comments about their experiences at haunted locations. So this was a real person who really did film there and this is their experience. It was fascinating. I've actually it's almost like a trip advisor for haunted locations. So I've got a few of those to share. We always like a few of those, don't we, Renata? Oh, we love our um trip advisors. I, I had a few They have no filter. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I had a, a, a few um or oh, I had another uh, one as well that I was going to do as a soundscape and we might record that anyway at the end we might put that on for our Grand Poobars Patreon supporters I finally got my outtakes reel to uh, to them the other day and they're loving it they like it when we stuff up and make mistakes because it becomes an outtake there was a cracker for um, the last weeks mm-hmm. with the Kuntalanik <laughs> I'm saying it correctly now. That's right. That's right. uh, Yeah, no, I may have got my words slightly muddled there and hysterics did ensue and then we couldn't get ourselves back together for ages. Uh, Anyway, we got there in the end. Yeah. So you're going to tell me all about the history of this location? I am going to tell you all about the history, but I actually want to start by saying that from the time that the Linda Vista closed, it became a place where Hollywood used as a film set. And if you have a look at the list of films and uh, um, episodes, television programs and things, I'm going to actually go through a few for you because one of the things that they kind of mention with regard to the ghostly sightings Um, and the paranormal stuff that goes on at the Linda Vista is that some people believe that Hollywood has actually cursed the building because of all of the shows and productions that have been carried on there. They've created created um, all of the the, energy. The energies, yes. So the first one, and I know this is a weird place to start, but um, I thought this was intriguing. The first film to be made there was in 1985 and it was To Live and Die in LA. Then you had Fatal Beauty, In the Line of Fire, Adam's Family Values, Outbreak, Suicide Kings, LA Confidential, Conspiracy Theory, Children of the Corn, End of Days, The Cell, Pearl Harbor, The Longest Yard, Boo, Day of the Dead, Room 6, The Gene Generation, Dead Girl, Zombie Strippers, <laughs> that, that would have been a hoot, The Lords of Salem, Killjoy Goes to Hell, Rift, Greystone Park, Los Muertos, and Insidious, Chapter 2 and 3. Can I add to that? Yeah. Because I've got more. 
the very first pilot episode of ER. Yeah, I was getting to that. Oh, sorry. I haven't gotten to the television programs oh, yet. Oh, sorry, that was just movies. Okay, yes, sorry, go movies. for it. That oh, was just movies. I loved ER, and they've now got it on um, one of the streaming platforms, so I'm going to go back and watch it now. Yes. Now, of course, um, before I go on to the TV programs, the thing about it is that you will see bits of the old hospital, so you probably can't tell even where it was filled because they might use a corridor, they might use a room or whatever it is, rather than, because this place is huge, um, then the whole hospital, they won't sort of take you through from the outside, so you don't know it is actually the Linda Vista. Um, but yes, that was just kind of the, the list of movies. Then we go on to TV programs, and as you mentioned, the pilot episode of ER, then you've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> the fifth episode of Charm School with Ricky Lake, then you've got Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, Charmed, season Season 1, Episode 5, Dexter, Season 1, Episode 4, True Blood, Criminal Minds, House Calls, LA7, Young Sheldon, the the hospital where George Cooper Sr. is taken when he has a mild heart attack in the episode Poker, Faith and Eggs, Uh, (laughs) The Colony and Rod Diedrich's Fantasy uh, Factory. And then that is not all. You have a plethora of... Music videos, music videos that have yeah. been made, including Duran Duran, Fallout Boy, um, Girl, Girl Salicious. Oh my God, I don't even know these. We're now. sharing our age. The now. Rise Against. We are in the crowd. Foo Fighters. Um, I don't even Lumine- Lumiers, Lumineers, Lumineers. The Neon Trees, The Disturbed, Nine Inch Nails. I don't know, half of those. God, it makes me very old. <laughs> I'm not very, saying things I get in trouble very now. Old, very, very old. But isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's a fabulous film. Well, it was a fabulous film location. Yes, yes. But it's even a more fabulous location now. Yeah. Well, it's an aged care home. I know. <laughs> like, what's that? I know. <laughs> What the those hell? Poor, those poor people. <laughs> and would, the nursing would you staff. Would you check in there? No, I would. I would. The nursing staff would be going, What the duck? What, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> here, Grandma, we're going to pop you into here, one of the most haunted locations in California. <laughs> yes, yes. So does Hollywood have something to do with the things that are now going on. Because if you um, listened to some of those movies that and um, every and the TV shows that were listed, a lot of them are supernatural-based. Yes. So they're, they're already conjuring and creating some sort of a uh, you know scenario in there yeah. and has some of that stuff stuck because oh, we bled. know. Bled I know, into the location. Because we know that some of the horror movies seem to be cursed. Yeah. Or that's the story. Yeah. So. Hmm. Did they use a Ouija board? Oh, possibly, because <laughs> you know, you know, Ouija what boards. What was it we put up recently? And every- oh. oh, that was Isaac's new show. So if you want to check it out, we actually, uh, on Isaac Butterfield's channel, we um, investigate a fan's house that they believe is haunted. And um, it's a fascinating episode because we deal with it more through psychology than we do paranormal. Um, but... Yeah, they oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Don't oh, you hate that? No, people say so she must have used a Ouija yeah, board. She's obviously had a seance, so she's yeah. used a Ouija board since that's why the house is haunted. Yeah. And we're going, yeah, nah. No. Nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> no. But I love the assumption. Mm-hmm. She must have used a Ouija board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything leads to. I've got 20 to the, here in this room and every, there's nothing Everything happening. leads to the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, poor old Ouija. What, what, Luigi. what an amazing thing that is. Yeah. It's, it's All such problems an can be thing. solved. Oh, yes. you've used a Ouija board. No, I haven't. Well, no, you have. <laughs> You have. You just didn't realise it because you're lying to me because you you're possessed by Satan. You did use a Ouija board. Oh, you can't remember. Well, let me that, stick that these, these um, what do you call toothpicks under your fingernails and admit to me that you used a Ouija board. <laughs> Poor old Ouija boards. I do love them. They're, they're quite cute. Deary me, it's it's anyway. Let's get on to this because yeah. that's that's another episode. That is anyway, it. we should do an episode on Luigi Ouija boards, boards. Luigi boards. <laughs> we are uh, wee wee boards. The wee wee boards. 
<laughs> the, the Yui board? Oh, the Luigi board. I still like the Luigi board. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Linda Vista. Here we go. Now, you know more about this than I do. And, do I? Um, well, you have a story to tell about it as oh, well. Oh, maybe. But uh, the Linda Vista was actually called, first of all, the, the Boyle Heights Hospital. I know why they changed it, because yeah. that's a horrible the name. The Boyle, it sounds like you've got <laughs> something on your backside that's about to explode. B-O-Y-L-E. Oh, not B-O-I-L. Uh, and there's still an area called Boyle Heights, but it was uh, originally called Boyle Heights Hospital, and then it changed to Linda Vista. And it was <laughs> opened in 1905, and it was created as part of... Of, uh, four employee hospitals that were run by the Railroad Santa Fe Employees Hospital Association. So the railway was uh, extending all over the countryside there in um, California. California, in. thank and you. Can I just say in Los Angeles, public transport sucks. Mm. Everyone living there will say, will agree with me on that one. It sucks. Yeah. And yeah, you know, back then there was a real need for the railroad workers to have uh, affordable and accessible health care. I wonder what the poor people over there say now about health care, uh, because there were so many accidents happening. Uh, it was a dangerous profession. And, you know, there were lots of employees that were having accidents and, the, you know, if an employee is hurt, they can't work. So the idea is get them back to work as soon as possible so that, um, you know, they can make a dollar for you. Um, and I, I know a hospital will probably offset the course or the, or the, um, the amount of money required to, uh, you know, nurture an employee back to health if he had had a fall or an accident on the job. So I guess well done, Santa Fe Railroad, for doing that. Um, You left a legacy of four hospitals all over the area. Now, back then, they had things like their own Jersey cows, chickens and a garden, and that provided patients with fresh milk, butter, eggs, poultry and vegetables. Yummo! Because they believed that the freshest produce would again be very good for the health and well-being of the railroad employees. You mean the processed stuff is not as good for you as fresh? Well, they wouldn't have had that much processed in No, this is true. Anyway. And yeah, what are they serving us now in the hospitals? Uh. <laughs> Unless you're in a private hospital. It's, oh, well, some kids. Not too bad. My husband's been in and out of hospitals for the last couple of years and I have to say that some of the food doesn't look too bad. Oh, okay, because what he was putting up on his Facebook yeah, post was not that good. But remember, he'd also had bariatric surgery, so it had to be... No, that was before s- that. Splosh, <laughs> splosh on the plate. Um, but this um, hospital was built in a Moorish style, so it kind of had arches. Oh, was it yum yum? <laughs> no. It, it That's Moorish, isn't no. it? No. <laughs> it had... Uh, arches and it was whitewashed and it was very kind of Spanish influenced type of thing. Right. Um, and it was known as the Santa Fe Coast Lions Hospital as well. So it's had a number of name changes. <coughs> the hospital was so successful that it began to expand and the location uh, overlooked the Hollenbeck Park and was also trans, uh, transformed into a campus. So it, beca- it became a teaching hospital as well. I've just realised something, Renata. What? That when it was expanding, it was successful because it was expanding. That's what's happening with us. We're expanding. We must be successful. Oh, please. <laughs> right, okay. All love- wearing stretchy pants today. <laughs> I love the way you've put that together, Anne. Very Thank nice. You. I'm very intelligent for that sort of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So the original 1905 building didn't last very long. Actually, in 1938, um, it was, and you'll love this, it was redesigned in the Mission Revival style. <gasps> oh, I do like a Mission <laughs> Revival. <laughs> we all love the Mission Revival. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I hope they got a good position. Oh, yes, we all love a, a mission revival by the architect H.L. Gilman. Oh, you have a lot to blame for, don't you, Mr. Gilman? Mission revival. God, <laughs> and in 1985, it was renamed the Linda Vista Community Hospital. 
wonder who Linda Vista was. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't find that. She got something to do with Vista Print. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. No. Could be the founder. Don't so know. the area surrounding the railroad hospital actually became poorer and poorer, which now adds to sort of the next level of where all of these ghosts and this this sort of sadness and um, you know energy, dark energy starts to develop. So the patients were less capable of actually paying their bills mm. and it forced the hospital administrators to make financial cutbacks. And it changed the nature of the hospital too because it also became a, um, a mental health hospital, a psychiatric hospital yeah. to fill the rooms because this place is huge. Yeah, and I suppose that they hopefully could get some um, insurance patients to pay the bills. Yes. Because that's, that's how they do it in America. They need people who are insured to be able to fund them. Yes, yep. Absolutely. So there's the whole story about when it was a psychiatric hospital kind of has I can't find much about it. It's it's like they they they're kind of not saying yeah, a lot. I went digging for dirt too and you can't yeah. find it. So you've got stories that are associated with the ghost stories like, you know, the, the Don't the, don't don't use No no no. No no no. no, no, no. I'm going to leave it for you, but there's this room that I mentioned that we mentioned yeah. in the beginning 323 where there seems to be an association with um, a patient. Yep. And then you've got the boiler room uh, and there are associations with things that happen there but to dig down and try and find anything that gives you the information of when it was a psychiatric hospital it's like crickets yeah Mm. well nobody's going to own up to anything because then they get sued don't they no so i've got to go to the next stage in the 1970s and 1980s when the neighborhood around the linda vista was very much associated with crime and gangs the gangs moved in so by the late 1970s the hospital facilities were again experiencing another decline Of course, the railroad workers uh, were now using uh, normal or conventional medical insurance policies, which meant they could choose a hospital. They didn't have to particularly go to that one um, because the hospital was in a a pretty bad area. So, you know, you may have risked getting killed before you even got to the hospital and not from your illnesses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so... They the the hospital was in this decline. Um, the Santa Fe Railroad sold the 150 bed hospital um, to a managed healthcare company in 1980. And according to the California Health Law News report, when Linda Vista tried to reduce operational expenses in response, the hospital was blamed for an increase of facility death rates. So it was taken over private care or by a private company um, they're trying to reduce the costs of running which means they're probably lowering staff numbers people are dying when they shouldn't be because the care isn't up to scratch and so there is more death upon this site and in the walls so there could be hundreds and hundreds of people who have passed away on this site. Some of them maybe not even leaving the site at all, but somehow disappearing within the system. And we found that this happens a lot. So during the time of its demise, the hospital was regularly treating a fair number of gunshot wounds and stabbings from the local neighbourhoods. And this, again, would have affected mortality statistics. How many of those do you write up and say, you know, this person was brought in or that person was brought in and passed away. Particularly uh, if they had no identity on them. They yeah. don't know who they are, so it's easy to write them off. Yeah. They don't exist. And were they paid off by this particular hospital for it not to be put up anywhere? Mm. You know, they're taking money any way they can. 
So mismanagement forced allegedly, closure. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, yes, allegedly. Mismanagement forced the hospital to close its emergency services department in 1989. And the quality of care at Linda Vista Hospital continued to decline as doctors and nurses moved into other hospitals where maybe they felt that they would have had better treatment or they could give better treatment. And in 1991, the hospital ceased operations completely. Now, the hospital suffered from a lot of setbacks in funding, as well as an increased number of drug overdoses and violent crime-related injuries. That's a hard thing for a hospital to sort of be surrounded by and see coming in through the front doors every single day. Yeah, apparently also what they'd do is they would um, drive up in the car and push the people out of the door and just leave them there and drive yeah. off because they don't want to be associated with people being shot or hurt. or So they, they would just – and the staff have to go running out and collect them. Yeah. Um, the emergical – the emergical <laughs> – that's two words joined in one. The emergency, <laughs> emergency medical services um, were called the Knife and Gun Club. Oh, my God. That's how bad it was, the, the Knife and Gun Club. So you had wow. victims of shooting, stabbings and other violent crimes um, knew that in the city of Los Angeles, <coughs> that's where you went. Yeah. to try and get a doctor who and, and would be able maybe to. they would uh, try to um, just to get people through the doors to try and save them. They'll say, if you come here, we won't we won't call the police, we won't do anything allegedly. Again, I'm just yeah, guessing. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just because it's a way they can help them. Yep. Because otherwise they'd just try and help themselves and wouldn't come to a hospital. Now, these gangs also would put the hard word on these doctors and yeah. kind of go, if you don't save this guy, I'm going to kill you. And they'd probably hold a gun. I've seen that on TV shows. They hold a gun to their head, yes. save them or you die. Yes. So apparently one doctor who couldn't save the life of a particular gang member was shot. Oh, my God. And it's believed that he may be one of the ghosts yeah. that is associated with the hospital. Um, and on that note, that's my history done. All right. Because as much as I could try and find more, there is none. I think it's all about the ghost stories. Well, that was a fabulous history, but it's my turn. Mm -hmm. And before we hook into the ghosts, I have a personal story to tell. Yes, you haven't told me this. So, yeah, um, no, um, this is fresh to you as well. Yes. So, um... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My son was, um, when he was uh, a young boy, decided he wanted to be an actor and I sort of helped him along with that. And uh, he was doing quite well here in Australia. And then he decided he wanted to get his O1 visa, which is a talented, gifted visa to work in America and we started working on that when he was about 15 and we got it for when he turned 16. So that would have been in around about 2009. So once he got his visa, we went over to America and at that stage I was into all the ghost hunting stuff, which then sort of makes me realise just how long I've been into all this stuff. Uh, and I had watched the Ghost Hunters TV show mm -hmm. and they had done Linda Vista Hospital. Mm -hmm. um, in saying this, I had been for three consecutive years to LA um, 
so we lived there for three weeks the first time, two months the second time, and um, it was only two weeks, I think, the last time. But my son was living there. Uh, so on one of those trips, we picked up our hire car from the airport uh, when we arrived. And yes, I learned how to drive in America. It was all good. My son learned to drive in America. Uh, and they upgraded us into a large car. That it wasn't just a large car, it was a big black, um, we call them statesmen here, where they've got the big uh, silver grill on the front and it looks like a mafia staff car. I, I'm not sure if it's a Chrysler over there, I can't remember what the brand was, uh, but uh, we're like, oh my God, this is like luxury. Oh my God, I can't believe we've been upgraded into this car and my son and I are getting in it and um, the guy said to us, oh, so where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And I said, oh, we're really keen to go to visit the Linda Vista Hospital. And he went, that's East LA. I went, yeah. He said, you can't go near East LA. I said, why? He said, you'll get shot. <laughs> I'm going, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, this is a long time ago. It's yeah. not like yeah. last week. No, and... Um, it- He's going, well, look at the car you're in. This is a drug dealer's car. Oh, my God. You can't go into <laughs> East LA in this car. You will get shot. And my being Australian and very naive, I didn't I didn't get it. I thought, you're just being overdramatic because I really hadn't heard a great deal of that sort of element in LA and I thought maybe it was just movies. Mm-hmm. So we actually did drive into East LA to where the Linda Vista Hospital was to check it out. And at that stage, it had become a nursing home uh, and uh, or it was being renovated. I can't remember, but it, it wasn't accessible. But we started driving down these streets and I realised <laughs> I had made an error. <laughs> so we sort of drove past and went, there it is, let's go. <laughs> and we got the hell out of there because... You know, and it was all tinted windows, so nobody could see that it was oh, a, an old no. fat white woman in there. <laughs> oh no! Um, it it was oh. a slightly terrifying trip of my life, and from then on, when an American said to me, "Don't go to that area," you don't go. I listened to them. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh. Anyway, see, that's me... more scary than the ghost you'd find that's in there. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely uh, right. I don't understand people who say, what's terrified you the most about it? Yeah. It's always people. the human beings. <laughs> it is every time. Oh. All right. So this particular location apparently has three popular spirits. Um, there is a little girl in the surgical room, a young woman who paces the halls on the third floor, and another spirit that makes the daily rounds. Now, I found these spirits repeated over and over in several different articles. The one I'm quoting from here is canyouactually.com. Um, and there there was no mention of Room 323, and I knew about 323 before I even started researching because mm-hmm. I'd seen it on Ghost Adventures. So... I, I I dug a little bit more. We found a little bit more. So then another article, which was laghosttour.com, said a little girl apparently died on the operating table. Um, so fittingly enough, she would be seen in the surgical room. Uh, another spirit. So this is number two spirit. Uh, no, oh, it's the three in the other one, but it's another spirit is making the rounds. It uh, was an orderly who worked at the hospital for many years before dying unexpectedly. Geez, these stores are convenient, but anyway. Yeah, they, they're growing legs, though. Mm. Uh, the other is a young woman who would pace the third floor of the hospital. Hmm. So then I dug a bit deeper and I thought, all right, let's see if we can find... Everyone seems to add a little layer to it, don't they? Yes, They yes. add a few more words mm-hmm. to make it a more interesting story. So then I found... Let me f- tell you where this one comes from. Oh, don't tell me I didn't write it down. Oh no, I didn't write where it came from. All right, let me let me tell you about this description. Um, this one actually starts off with uh, three two three, 
and they say Linda Vista was a mental institution as well as a hospital and it is said a particularly dangerous patient was kept in this room. It may be the ghost of that patient who still haunts the room or it may be some other entity entirely. It may even be a conglomeration of energies, a manifestation of the fear and anger of a number of different people. (gasps) The spirit world is a very strange place and anything is possible. I think they've been having a a lovely time writing this. They've they've gone back and they've started off with a statement of... um, Unrested spirit okay. in 323. And they've backpedal. Just, yeah, they keep layering more. <laughs> Although the exact nature of the entity is unknown, we do know that it remains to this day. Entering the room, one immediately feels a chill and a strong sense of unease. If you've caught the creature on a particularly bad day, you may hear some growls. It's unquestionably dangerous, and it's still there. <laughs> The worst part is, with the renovations to the building, it may no longer be contained. (laughs) Contained. It's not contained. (laughs) The Ghostbusters have opened the trap and it's escaped. Whatever the nature of this force, it is formally confined to room 323. But what happens if a wall is torn down? Could the beast be roaming the halls? Could it have escaped the building? (laughs) It's some old poor old ladies. I know. In there going, shut up! <laughs> at the at the wall at nothing. She's going, shut up! So I thought that was such a great description that I couldn't resist reading more. I just had to keep going. So oh no, oh, there's more. Wait, oh. all right. So. If room, if room 323 held the most powerful and malevolent individual ghost, the boiler room has the locus of haunted energy for the rest of the hospital. The locus. A locus? <laughs> she <laughs> said her thesaurus out and found words. Or well, he. I think it was a she that wrote this. During Linda Vista's years in operation, the doctors and staff often wondered why the place attracted so many unidentified patients and why so many of them perished. The patient registry is filled with John and Jane Doe's and most of them remained sad mysteries. Passing away within the walls of Linda Vista, the staff had no way to identify these poor patients or contact their families. Mm. Hospitals have processes and policies for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The bodies are held in storage for a time and then cremated. But those policies were never meant to handle so many unidentified patients. The strange misfortune that attracted the nameless sick to the Linda Vista Mental Hospital wasn't accounted for in their policy book. And so the staff had to make a judgment call. And so they started burning the bodies, carrying bodies down to the boiler room, incinerating them and then removing the ashes. At first, the ashes were carefully kept in marked boxes in case someone ever did come to claim the remnants of a loved one. John Doe, John Doe, John Doe, John Doe. Auntie Auntie Jane Doe came down. (laughs) Which which John Doe are you going to give them? I've got all the John Doe's. Oh, here we go. There's 57 of those. Oh, oh dear. The staff quickly lost track of how many times they carried out this gruesome chore, though, and nobody ever came. Mm. And so, like any chore, cremation of unknown corpses became routine and the staff taking shortcuts. Allegedly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting allegedly. How in do there. you take a shortcut? Oh, it wasn't you, you long before the ashes the... were simply left in the incinerator. Oh. And right. new ones piled on top of them. Right. We've got ashes being mingled. The remains of so many anguished souls all mingled together, suffering in the afterlife as one. What a wank. Sorry. <laughs> this is a great and fertile imagination. Fertile imagination. Oh, most ghost hunters agree that this is the ultimate source of Linda Vista's mental hospitals hauntings, and there's absolutely no reason to think the haunting has abated just because of a fresh coat of paint. There's more than a fresh coat of paint. Watch out, Grandma. They're coming for you. 
Even today, entering the boiler room is enough to drive people to the brink of insanity. Strong feelings of desolation and depression overtake visitors immediately. Why are visitors in the boiler room in the first place? They're they're probably creeping around. Some people physically reel from the sensation, staggering against a wall and holding their head. Ow! It's intense and very real, as though all the energy is being drained from your body. Some have descriptions as if being popped like a balloon. Oh. I, I don't understand. Is that your head? Is it your body? I know. It's just a little prick. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Those who recover their strength and remain in the room, though, will find their efforts rewarded. EMF is extraordinarily extraordinarily strong in the boiler room. Meter readings will spike and fall, sometimes in regular rhythmic Patterns mm, got nothing to do with that's the not electric- a ghost. No. That's some sort of electrical energy. <laughs> yes. If it's a regular pattern, <sighs> oh, no. But the, she wants to make it out like it's a heartbeat. Oh, there's no electricity no. to be found. No, it's none. a dead spot. <laughs> In more ways, as than far one. as ele- electro- electromagnetic flux goes, <laughs> that's <it. laughs> Flux, F L U X, flux. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Electromagnetic. So, can we call it? Yeah, E E EMF. There you go. Yeah, electromagnetic. And there's not much there that could cause an EM spike. Ghosts can do it, though. Oh, my goodness. The tissue on the nose is about to drop out. I can feel it fall. Don't judge if it falls out, Renata, please. I'm struggling. I'll I'll laugh. (laughs) You'll gag because a big, long (laughs) piece will come out with it. All right. Let's get back on to the surgical suite. This is such a description. Anyway, well... With its high death rate, entering the first floor surgical suite in Linda Vista could mean saying your goodbyes to everyone you know and love. For most potions, (laughs) for most patients, though, they had no choice. Linda Vista was the only hospital they could get to, the only one they could afford. So they were taken there while helpless. Um, For at least one young woman, the Linda Vista Mental Hospital is a place to spend eternity. The identity of the girl is unknown, but it seems clear that she died on the operating table. How is it clear that she died on the operating table if she's seen walking around there? Uh, The apparition of a young girl has been seen sitting in this chair, staring out the window of Linda Vista Mental. See, that conflicts with the story. There's supposed to be one that's wandering the corridors, Mm -hmm. and this one is sitting in a chair, and there's no mention of the other one that wanders the corridors. Or maybe she she sits down to have a rest, and then she she gets back up again. Yeah, she's doing a daily exercise. She's keeping fit in the afterlife. I like it. Um, I did see the some of the uh, episode of Ghost Adventures when they went in there. And that was back when Nick Groff was there. And he's walking into one of those surgical suites. And he jumps back and screams um, so quickly that it's not a faked one. You can tell when people fake it. Mm. And uh, he reckons he saw something and their cameras all malfunctioned at that moment. Now... Mm. Who knows what happens in the editing suite? I'm mm-hmm. hoping that these guys who are all doing the right thing there, and that if that was how it went, then that's a really interesting thing. Mm, yes. um, two different cameras at the same time. Uh, walking into the first floor surgical suite, you, uh, you'll likely feel an immediate chill as though you've stepped right through a cold spot. Stick around long enough and you'll, you might notice a few odd flickers out of the corner of your eye. That means you need to have some water because you're dehydrated. The way most people describe it is feeling as though someone is quickly moving around them, staying just out of sight. If she likes you, she might show herself. She'll be there in a flash, appearing as you blink or glance to the side. Some ghost hunters, not all, have been given this honour. The report of a girl dressed in the fashions of the 1950s standing before them and looking directly into their eyes. Her expression is pleading, they say, as though she wants help. She wants to leave the room. But she's been seen elsewhere, so she has left the room. Anyway, uh, nobody knows how to help her, though. 
and after a few seconds, she fades away. Oh. They Nobody knows how to help any of the spirits of Linda Vista, not the dangerous ones, not the benign ones. They may well be there for the rest of time. You can enter, but you can never leave the Linda Vista Mental Hospital in California. Oh. Someone's been listening to too many Eagles songs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, on a dark desert highway, <laughs> you can, was it say you can come in, but you can never leave? Yep. And uh, yep. that's Hotel California. Yeah. Well, that was a very florid description of what's going on, wasn't it? Yeah, but for anyone reading that, they would they would really love that as um, you know, something that would... Uh, entice them to go and visit a place like that? Well, I think for people who are on the um, the ghost hunting journey and they're starting off fairly new, um, and look, that would make me want to go in there and investigate for mm. sure. Yeah. But we've, we've sort of learned now to do a little bit of research behind the stories and find out exactly what is going on. But I, there was one other thing I picked up on it as well, and that was... Uh, they had, where is it, um, an old caretaker that used to live there and apparently he created a jail cell uh, in the hospital to make it more alluring for f- filmmakers. Ah. How cool is that? Um, now we, and you know how they said Ghost Adventures went there? Yeah, yeah. It was Ghost Adventures did one episode and then they did Paranormal Challenge there. Right now, which what's is paranormal a spin, challenge? spin-off from Ghost Adventures. It was where they had, um, they would get some teams and put them into a location, and they had to ghost hunt for a set period of time, and collect the evidence, and then present the evidence. And they'd have a panel of people that would watch the investigation, judging them seriously. Mm-hmm. They they definitely had their judgy judgy faces on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like people like Dave Schrader or Bill Chappell would mm-hmm. be there doing that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, then at the end, de- showing the evidence um, that they caught, mm-hmm. uh, they would declare who the winner was. So it was really interesting, actually. Um, I enjoyed it. So uh, they had that challenge there. Now, we're going to go into some of the evidence that has been caught uh, ghost hunting teams have used audio recorders trying to catch EVPs. They've caught traces of voices, uh, human sounds uh, in audio static, you know, the white noise that they talk about. Yeah, yep. uh, they've had um, discerned whispering and even a little girl laughing and singing. And I remember hearing that on Ghost Adventures um, where they're setting up. And Zach was just explaining one of the bits of the equipment. And you can hear this little girl's voice off to the side. They all stop and they go, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And then Zach very manly jumps over the counter. That was back when he was much younger. Um, and they all went off trying to find where this little girl was. Uh, now, we've also got the report of a medium that visited there. You know, we always do love to talk about medium. Oh, I should finish off with the um, evidence. Um, So from Ghost Adventures, they had EVPs that said, maybe, Mm -hmm. stop it, Mm -hmm. Nick, ready or not, here I come. (laughs) Thank you. Don't leave me. They had residual noises such as humming, a male voice, screaming, banging, whispering, moaning, knocking, and sick patient breathing. I actually got one of those at um, uh, Q Station when I used to work there. And we had um, on the SB7 this voice go, my mummy's sick. It was heartbreaking. Really heartbreaking. Um, Disembodied speaking, they had voices. Female singing, screaming, girl's voice, breathing. Uh, Apparition was a strobing white orb darts to different parts of the hallway and goes down into a door. I'm sorry, I don't give a lot of credence to orbs. Um, Apparition of a six foot tall white misty figure passes by a chair that was said to move by itself. They had equipment malfunctions. Um, when they were asking questions of the little girl, they also recorded the humming of a little girl, the same sound that other people had picked up um, a month beforehand. Uh, 
Nick saw the full-bodied apparition standing in front of him and he gets the, the life spooked out of him. He really did. At the same time, uh, this happens, Nick's camera freezes for a full second and Aaron's camera freezes at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the Ovalus, well, it was the one of the early versions of the Ovalus said, yeah, we did leave and dead. And I listened to those. Um, it's the the um i forget what it was called before it became the ovalus the puck i think it might have been one of the original pucks where it just is saying random words and it's uh, all sounds consonants and vowels and um you could twist it to being anything right because it was going bip, 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 and they're oh. going dead dead it's saying oh. dead i'm going eh. maybe not <laughs> uh oh there was a very funny story Oh, hang on. First of all, go there's some career reports. Phenomena came from overnight security and production crews of darting shadows, cries in the night. Many claimed to be touched and pushed by unseen forces. Um, now, this one is a cracker. There is a clown. <gasps> a clown. A clown. Oh, no, not a clown. Called Crimebo. C-R-I-M-E-B-O. Crimibo? Crimebo? Yeah. And they're saying that they visited the hospital last year with Crimebo, who is a clown that takes natives and tourists alike to see the dark side of LA. No. No, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. No. So where victims of the hillside strangler were found in the old abandoned jail, Crimebo has, shall we say, a flair for dramatic storytelling. Uh, he conveyed to us a few rumours surrounding the hospital, saying the number of patients who had disappeared, never heard from again, were used for experiments, then disposed of via the hospital's on-site crematorium. Oh. So now we've got evil doctors. Oh. oh, did he make it up? Oh, I don't know. Another piece of law claims that the ghost of a doctor roved the halls. The doctor was supposedly murdered when a group of gang members rushed mm-hmm. in a member of their crew had been shot by a rival gang. Though the ill-fated doctor tried, he couldn't save the gang member's friend and paid with his life. Yeah, I told that story. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that was the one that you came up with. But of course, now it's um, become a ghost story. And then we've got a caretaker, Francis Cortecus, uh, managed the property for over two decades. Um, he would see strange things happening around the hospital. The water in a scrub sink, which is typically operated by a foot lever, uh, lever, would turn on by itself. And sometimes he would feel a child's hand grab onto his own when there was nobody there. Others have reported eerie green lights emanating from windows or a child's cry from the deserted fifth floor. Others claim that the serial killer Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez hid out there for a bit, leaving satanic imagery on the walls. Now, the problem with that is that you've had so many film crews in there, you don't know what it is that they've put in as set decoration. There are props that are left there from Mm -hmm. set decoration. Um, I'm amazed at the amount of patient records that are left there. Yeah. And look, we found that at a jail in Australia, there was all these records that were of inmates Mm. that were in there. I'm not going to say where it was, but it was really quite distressing. Now, I'll finally get back to this uh, other report I was going to give you. Now, this is with a medium, and this came from workingnurse.com. I found this was quite interesting. I read Workingnurse. Yes. yes. Uh, She said, a few years ago, I took a paranormal studies course. My teacher claimed to have pertinent evidence that the Linda Vista Hospital was indeed haunted. She said that with the help of a spiritual medium, she was able to go into the hospital and clear it of all its lost and fragmented entities and ghosts. Wow, what a job. Good on them. 
Okay, so those people that have gone in after that and found things... They're all lying. Oh, okay. Because right. obviously the medium has done the job and okay. they couldn't possibly be back there. Right. Okay. Um, I asked her why the ghosts or the entities chose to stay in the hospital. She replied, most were gang members and patients seeking retribution for negligent care and didn't know where else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of the locals said, I don't think it's haunted. I drive by the building daily and there's nothing more than just a beautiful old Spanish-style building. Another lady said, my mother was a physician at the Linda Vista Hospital as far back as when it was owned by the Santa Fe Railway Company. Um, she used to walk the underground tunnels that led to the intern housing to the main tunnels. She never reported anything unusual happening or any ghost sightings. So if it goes back that far, I would say that um, th- that was before the gangs and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, the security guards are telling a different story. Uh, we've done crime, bow, and what I wanted to sort of finish up on before we make our decision on whether this place is haunted is some witness reports. And I did use one of those witness reports for the soundscape. And this one is from a long-time resident, uh, and it's from the 28th November 2015. I lived in the area for a while and always drove by. The building would have dim lights on, and it was abandoned. Once I was driving by with my daughter and transport van... Well, that doesn't make sense. Once I was driving by with my daughter and transport van had a man in it. He looked right at us. It turned in there, so I turned in to follow too, because I knew it was abandoned. At that split second, the van disappeared. I drove all around the building and nothing. I said to my daughter, You seen that shit, didn't you? <laughs> right. Uh, mm, uh, I think that was that one, I think. Hang on. Yeah, just got my page slightly muddled there. So it was seven. Now I'm on to eight. Um, this one is from Ashap. 83 from March 2016. I was on a film shoot a few years back and after spending the day there, I can definitely say this film is haunted. This place is haunted. Seeing uh, From seeing shadow figures in the windows to all the fully charged battery operating gear, losing all power in seconds, cold spots throughout, things being thrown at myself and my crew and finally very creepy voices heard on the walkie-talkies at the end of the shoot when all the walkers were untouched. I think it was meant to say walkie were untouched and laying on the table. Then we go to Vili Vortex. Um, I was a talent coordinator at Evolution and I experienced a couple of things. I was with the makeup and wardrobe girl talking in the back parking lot about 40 feet from uh, any car or 100 feet from any building. So we're talking and smoking in the corner of our eyes a shaggy dog walked up to us. We all stopped to greet the dog at our feet and it disappeared. Gone if it walked away or passed us, we would have seen it. But nope, gone. Then in the old nun building, there's an old nun building? (sighs) We didn't. What's the first I've heard of a nun building? I was at the back door walking in, and at the end of the hallway, a nun in a full nun outfit floated across the hallway and disappeared. I think they may have been tripping balls. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what was going on there. Um, But that sort of that's the wrap up of the things that have gone down there. Uh, There was a very interesting statement that somebody made, and. Uh, uh, where is it? Oh, there it is. It became a paranormal amusement park. Uh, mm. And yeah, I. it's one of these situations where you've got people coming in and as you said, they're layering in. Then the ghost hunters come in and layer it in and yeah. um, the, the movies are layering it in. Yeah. They're painting and they're decorating it. So our imaginations are running riot. Yeah with what's going on there. So what is going on? I mean, it, the, the history is tragic. Yes. There was gang warfare. Yes. There were people that were dumped. There were people who were never identified. And I could imagine that the staff, they can only hold so many bodies. Mm-hmm. So they would have had to burn them. Mm-hmm. Whether they um, got to the point that they couldn't separate the ashes out anymore, I don't know. 
Nobody's ever going to own up to that. And as we said, we also tried to dig through and find the reports of abuse and mismanagement. Of course, none of that's going to show up anywhere. No. Yeah. So is there enough layers and residual energy and horror that's happened in this location to cause a haunting? Oh, there definitely is. Yeah. You know, by by what we categorise as, um, I guess, as situations over the years that would create a space likely to be haunted, mm. it's all there. It is. Do, is it remaining haunted? Is it haunted now? Has it started to fade because there's different layers going in there now? Mm. That would be really interesting to find out. Yeah. If anyone's working at the former Linda Vista Hospital in the aged care unit, let us know. Is there anything that's happening there now? Because we would love to know. But with that, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I reckon it would be haunted or it would have at least been haunted before they've started to um, change it into a completely new thing. Whether there is still um, residual energy there, don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have gone through it before uh, the renovations and uh, seen it in its um, bad state. Uh, In its state before, you know, when um, it was that decrepit, raw raw building. That would have been awesome. But, yeah. We do That's love a bit of dirt and mould, don't we? We do, we do. Well, not so much mould, but, <laughs> but dirt. But yeah, I, I think there, there's a likelihood that um, this you could would be definitely a, be a yep, true haunted. True haunted, yeah, truly haunted. I don't often get one of those, but I, I think that this one, and like, who knows? Until we go there, you can't really tell, but I would say with the history of it, yeah, I'm going to say it's a true one. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of True Hauntings. If you have enjoyed it, please leave us a review wherever you are able to on whatever platform you're listening on. And don't forget, we've got loads of content on the YouTube channel. Anne and Renata, frightfully good ghost grannies. We're getting rid of the ghost grannies, but it's it's there at the moment. Um and uh, we're also on Facebook. Join our Anne and Renata Frightfully Good Family group on Facebook. Join the page. Watch Renata excel on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And, and Instagram, there's TikTok. photos. Yes. And there's going to be videos coming up of our trip. And if you would like to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, become a Grand Poobah Patreon supporter. Or if you'd like to donate in any other way there on Patreon, we would gratefully receive it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, stay spooky. And see you on the dark side. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.